We're on Troy, episode 155 of the Adrian Bow and Troy Malcolm podcast. Great to be with you as always. Troy, how are you today, mate? Yeah, very well. Thank you, Adrian. And we've decided to do this one on video and obviously come back side by side. We haven't done this for quite some time. I remember the original three, four, five... 10 episodes that we did of the Adrian Bow podcast. Yeah. Um, we were in the office together. We were actually in Potts Point and we yeah. were in an office there in Cub. Correct. Um, and we were doing a lot of filming there and we were doing a lot of things around video and production. And then life gets busy and you kind of do your own yeah. thing and you get onto Zoom and whatnot. But yes. we've decided to do this episode back together because Absolutely. we had breakfast this morning. Um, but we thought, why not knock over a podcast? Because Adrian, feedback last week mm-hmm. was really positive about that episode and yes. we've got a few topics on the back of last week's episode that we're going to talk about today so absolutely without delay over to you this week's topic is an important one because again it's a question and it's a theme that we're seeing generally of questions coming in uh via your social media channels but also directly via email to us both so yes Absolutely, Troy. Yeah, well, I posted something this morning because there were a lot of questions about this um, and it relates to what's often thrown around in the industry, Troy, which is high tech, high touch. Yep. Um, and I suppose that is a terminology for in the industry, let's make sure that we're providing high personal care and obviously making sure that we're always connecting at that human to human level, but utilising technology for its best use, which is to expedite the process, not to necessarily replace the process. So I was a little bit facetious this morning when I posted high-tech, low-touch or higher-tech, lower-touch, only because the burgeoning amount of technology platforms that are available, it seems like everyone in tech at the moment is targeting the real estate industry. Look, I've got nothing against any of them. I think there's some terrific ones and I think there's some average ones, to be honest, Troy. But I suppose our coaching has always been that is a terrific complement to the traditional forms of building relationships, Troy. Yeah, you can't think that technology will do the work that we're entrusted to do. Why? Um, We're a people industry. Our job is to build rapport, trust and frequency of contact with our clients, our customers. Um, And so anything you try to substitute out for technology won't work in the essence that it will do the work for you. It's a complementary thing. And Adrian, we've seen this over the years. I think there's been um, about 150,000 CRM systems that have been rolled out in our, during our careers. We know the best CRM is the one you actually use. Uh, It can be your phone. We've seen great examples of high performers, um, Mm -hmm. some of the best in our industry, Mm -hmm. uh, in the history of the industry. They use their phone. They use Outlook. um, They use the original ACT system, (laughs) right, which is you. I don't think you ever upgraded. And the only time you upgraded was when you got nervous about the Y2K bug, right? right. So we're talking a long, long period of time. Um, Why is that important right now? I think it's important right now because the conversations you're having, the leverage you're getting, and the touch points you have, should all be leading to making an influential decision. Now, your clients are there to get advice and they're looking to be guided more than ever. Why? Because the media is telling a different story to what the reality is. Across the board last weekend, Adrian, we had clearance rates a tad over 70% in Sydney. Mm. Across the board, uh, Australia-wide, they were around that high 60s mark. This is an important time. And in any market, regardless of the situation we see ourselves now with cost of living, interest rates, and all of these things that the media are being communicating, um, at 60 or 70% clearance rates, it's still a really healthy market. We've seen that over the years. So Mm -hmm. what does that mean for your clients right now? 
I think it means that you need to have a very clear strategy around the tools that you're using to leverage your opinion and help create influence. Without those things in play, you're never going to achieve what your goal is. You'll be busy, but you actually won't be effective. Yeah, look, I couldn't agree more, Troy. It's interesting with those clearance rate stats, actually, because as you know, every Friday uh, I'm on Sky News and I'm, the first question out of four or five that we often go through with Aaron and myself is about you know, clearance rates. And I suppose last week I was reporting that, you know, for, I think for five weeks in a row it sat at 69%, which is still really strong. But I did say, look, let's keep an eye on this week because we had that really unexpected cash rate increase from um, from 3.6 up to 3.85. It was a surprise. 87% of national economists uh, suggested and predicted that they would remain on hold. And I was suggesting that we really need to monitor that. But what we've actually seen is an increase. I think the average is around 75%. I need to, the numbers come out today for sure. So I'll keep an eye on that. So what does that tell us? That tells us that, that the real estate, residential real estate is such a strong asset class. You know, I think I reported a couple of weeks ago on Sky that, um, you know, it's, it's a $9 trillion asset class in Australia, which outweighs the combined asset classes of super ASX and commercial property. Mm. And that's saying something. Um, that's telling us the confidence in bricks and mortar. It's telling us the confidence in a saved, uh, like a forced savings exercise, which is really what a mortgage is. It's forcing you to save. And also the capital growth and, and the rental returns as well are popping up now. So I think all of that's great. In terms of how it relates to technology, you know, none of this is possible, whether it's clearance rates, whether it's auction process, whether it's, you know, your set to sell meeting, whether it's, you know, your listing presentation, whatever it is, none of it is possible without the um, help of technology. I get that. Yep. And, but frankly, the real estate industry and the travel industry were earmarked to be disintermediated some years ago when when technology was introduced. There's no doubt that the travel industry was, mm -hmm. but I've got to say that the real estate industry hasn't gone anywhere near being disintermediated. Um, in fact, all it's done is allowed us to shorten our days on market and speed and urgency is just increased in terms of contracts going out on either, you know, one of the realtor products or on DocuSign or whatever it might be, or, or, or speed to market, Troy, yep. social media, REA portals, et cetera. So um, I suppose, you know, both of us weren't technology natives, meaning that when we first got into real estate, we didn't have the portals, we didn't have email. Um, so I knew what it was like to book in a campaign. You'd call the local paper and 10 days later it got in and someone asked for a contract, two days later it got posted to them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think we need to look at all these new AI tools and whether it's reader or uh, anything else, and I've got nothing against any of them. I think they're great compliments, but I don't think we're ever going to be replaced in terms of the conduit between the buyer and the seller and also those traditional forms of prospecting by adding value and being the trusted advisor. There's no doubt the leverage point you get on the back of technology is amazing. The speed yeah. to market. And I think also our consumers, our customers are loving the fact that they can get access to information and they're probably more in tune with the information that's coming out in the market for their specific needs than we ever will be. Why? Because we have to see the greater landscape of the real estate market in each one of the core markets we work in. Yeah. Um, you've got to use that to your advantage. Mm -hmm. Don't try and leverage against what a consumer can already see. Tell them something that they can't 
get access to. Give them case studies of real life experience, as Adrian said, being the conduit between the buyer and the seller. Tell that story mm. because that story is going to help create better businesses. That story is going to allow our clients, our viewers, our mm. watchers, our followers to really understand what it takes to go from being consistent in real estate to being a top performer and mm. to get to that pinnacle level. True. So what do you think are the staple tech ingredients for an agent which are non-negotiables and what do you think the optional ones are Troy? It's a good question um, and I don't want to offend anyone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to reverse that back out Adrian and say what's the frequency right? Mm-hmm. So I think the frequency is more important than the staples in, mm-hmm. in many cases. You need to be going out with multiple messages mm-hmm. throughout the week. Yeah. Um, now in some markets that's multiple messages per day. Yes. In some markets that's one message a, a, a day. Um, in some markets, that may be two or three messages a week. Mm-hmm. You've got to find the frequency in the markets you work and what the appetite is from your clientele. Yes. So what would I be on if I was mm-hmm. um, still actively selling? I yep. think I would have an email system. Yes. Right? So I would definitely have an e-newsletter system. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be leveraging heavily on the main portals because I think you need to be there as a presence. Mm-hmm. There's some amazing products, audience maximizer, um, showcases, a premiere, all those types of products that are mm-hmm. now on some of those portals um, are really second to none. Yep. Going to the more social side of things, mm-hmm. um, listen, I I really think that Instagram is, is a no-brainer for our industry. Yep. Um, it's a photo-driven asset. It still has a lot of followers and viewers. And here's the other thing, a lot of real estate agents are on it. Yes. So even if your clientele have moved off that platform and they've gone somewhere else, a lot of real estate agents are on there. So if you're telling a great story, you've got a great property, the cross-pollination, even between agencies of Instagram and sharing properties and sharing great assets is quite high. Mm. Um, I would then be on Facebook. Why? Because it's Instagram and Facebook are linked. Um, I would be owning the real estate space in some of the other portals like TikTok and LinkedIn and Facebook. Yep. Um, not necessarily using them as much as I would be Instagram. Mm-hmm but I still think it's important. And then I'd be looking at something like a Rita or a K2X to be having those conversations, Adrian, with the pipeline that's not primarily making decisions over the next 60 to 90 days. Yes. So I think there's an always on style of prospecting that you need to be doing and getting messages out. Mm -hmm. But I also think that you should be the one as the lead agent making those conversations, 60 to 90 day pipeline. You should have a list of 5, 10, 15, 20 properties or owners that you're speaking to about their circumstances throughout that period of time. That would be all that I would do. And there's probably another, like I said, I don't want to offend anyone. But if I was thinking, if I'm not doing anything well, what should I start doing tomorrow? Mm -hmm. They would be where I'd focus. Yeah, that's a really good good answer. I suppose for me, if I was full-time selling Troy, I would certainly have, you know, email, obviously a great way to communicate. I would definitely have a CRM. It doesn't matter really, whether it's Agent Box, Act, uh, you know, Box and Dice. There's a whole bunch out there. And with the CRM, the only functions I would actually be using, Troy, is to input data, make notes every time I speak to them, and schedule the next follow-up task. Yep. Then I would also be using it to create a CSV file in order to upload and communicate via email and, and SMS. There's plenty of platforms. 
similar to what you said, Troy, then I would be using video. And when I talk about video, I'm talking using the Instagram platforms, the TikTok platforms, the Facebook platforms. And I think with videos, though, I'd be showcasing the property. I would play a very small role, maybe just in the intro and the outro, yep. um, just for branding, which I think is important. But 90 to 95% of the video should be showcasing the property. Uh, I think I wrote a, a, an REB post about that, which was um, a little bit cheeky. I think I said something like, no one wants to see you get out of your flashy car in slow motion. Yeah. So that got, actually, I noticed they repeated that story today on yeah, REB. Right, yeah. right. So that was interesting. Um, then I would, I would also be using the Facebook business page. I think yep. there's, that's underrated, Troy, because mm-hmm. you can use the back end, which is um, ad manager there. Yep. Um, and it's not that difficult to, to use. And the best part about that is you can be boosting content, ideally video content, and linking it through to Instagram, where I think a common mistake, Troy, is people are boosting through Instagram, where the algorithm is nowhere near as sophisticated as the Facebook um, actual algorithm. So I'd be boosting it all through Facebook, linking it to Instagram, but definitely hotspotting geographically around that two to, I'd keep it nice and tight, Mm -hmm. two to three kilometres, and really using some characteristics there as well. And apart from that, I think if you were utilising your database really well around task-orientated prospecting, there may not be a huge need for uh, these, the, you know, these other AI um, platforms, which are really there to create a call list for you. But if you've got tasks, you may not need to create a call yep. list. But certainly if, if you're not creating a call list through tasks, those AI platforms can be quite helpful, actually. Yeah, and I, I think the other thing, Adrian, go back to our original point, um, the best system is the one that you use. The mm. best system is the one that works for you. We've given you some ideas about what we've seen works. Obviously, video plays a big part and yeah. remiss of me not to talk about that, but encompassing Facebook and Instagram, I kind of assumed that. That's why we're both here because we're filling each other's gaps. You know? yeah. um, but here's the thing, right? So we've spoken about the technology side. Yeah. There's another whole part of this um, mm-hmm. that we will probably speak about next week, and that yeah. is... Um, owning the market in regards to the different layers of communication that you have out there yeah. that's in a printed form. And yes. Adrian, we've always said it can't be just a one strategy fits mm-hmm. all. You need to have signboards. You need to have deals. You need to have just listed, just sold communication. Mm-hmm. You need to do community activities. Mm-hmm. You then need to leverage that on your social media channels and also yes. on your digital platform. So mm-hmm. we might do that as a topic next week because that's the natural flow, right? So we've spoke focused on a little bit of the tech side of today. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on the printed side and the signboards and the way that we can leverage different types of communication out there in the market face-to-face with our clientele. Yeah. Um, AB, episode number 155, we're wrapping up. Um, Final thoughts before we let our listeners go for another week and they get to deal with us next week. Final thoughts are relationships are more important than technology. It was interesting. I was speaking to a top agent this week um, and he said to me, look, you know, I'm I'm bringing on a new associate, but I'm a bit worried because I'm going to expose them to my database and and they could steal it. I'm like, dude, I've been through all that, mate. Don't worry. It's it, the, the data are actually just names and numbers unless there's a relationship there, right? So, so don't worry about that. If you're the one that's nurturing and building relationships, and the only way you're going to do that is two ways. One, by speaking to them over the phone, or two, getting face-to-face with them. All the other technology automation um, initiatives are really just complements to that. So someone can take your data or whatever, but if they don't have a relationship there, it's not really going to mean anything. So 
let's ideally use both. Let's double down on relationships. Let's double down on the most productive forms of technology available. But if you had to pick one, you would definitely say it's a relationships game more so than a technology game. Yeah. There you go, listeners. Episode number 155. Thank you for joining us on the Adrian Bow podcast featuring Troy Malcolm. Make sure you jump on, rate us five stars, so click the like button, all the rest of it. AB is going to post it on Instagram for all your needs. Make sure you send through questions um, and your thoughts via the social channels. I think that's the fastest way to get hold of both of us. Until next week, thanks again, Adrian. Can't wait. Look at us. We could be brothers. Peace.